Dr. Heidi Robenheimer, Managing Editor of the Financial Analyst Journal, with my snapshot of our fourth quarter issue of 2021, covering the effect of capital market liberalization in China, using alternative risk premia to mimic hedge funds, new thinking in how to combine index factor and alpha into one portfolio, boosting momentum results in credit investments, ESG ratings disagreements, and individually accurate tax loss harvesting expectations. We also have our last of five pieces celebrating 75 years. This one by Laura Starks covers ESG in the journal's history. The final issue of the year opens with the last in our series celebrating the journal's 75 years, Environmental, Social and Governance Issues in the Financial Analyst Journal by Laura Starks looks back over the journal's work since 1945 to show how long academics and investment practitioners have been grappling with environmental, social and governance issues, well before the ESG or SRI terminology became commonplace. In fact, our journal was first. Over the years, we've been at the forefront of this knowledge development with articles on the social responsibility of business and its investors, the performance of investments following ESG or SRI principles, the effects of divestment, climate risk, impact investing, and the need for more ESG disclosure. This article will take you through the essential ESG arguments then and now and demonstrate how the insights from many decades ago remain relevant today for investor decision-making. If you missed the earlier pieces in this series reviewing 75 years of investment practice, look for Andrew Lowe's piece about co-evolving markets and technology in our last issue. The endowment study published at the end of last year 75 Years of Investing for Future Generations, Will Goodsman's The Financial Analyst Journal and Investment Management, and the first in the series from Stephen Brown, The Efficient Market Hypothesis, The Financial Analyst Journal, and the Professional Status of Investment Management. Back to this quarter's issue. Our first research article treats the implementation of the Shanghai Hong Kong Stock Connect in 2014 as an experiment and observes the effects on corporate investment efficiency that resulted. Capital Market Liberalization and Investment Efficiency, Evidence from China, tells us about markets as a whole as a result of observations in China. The authors demonstrate that corporate investment efficiencies improve through market liberalization, chiefly through improved information disclosure and corporate governance. Governance and emerging market scholars can cite this study as proof that the gradual liberalization of a stock market and the introduction of foreign investors improves corporate governance, strengthens investor protection, and ultimately promotes the sustainable development of the capital market. Readers who are uninitiated in Chinese markets will find an excellent cheat sheet in the early part of this article, which provides a brief history of the liberalization of Chinese markets from 2002 as a context for the study. In 2004, the seminal hedge fund replication work by Fang and Shui was published in this journal, Hedge Fund Benchmarks, a Risk-Based Approach. Since then, the bank risk premier market has emerged, and our second research article in this issue provides the first analysis of these bank risk premier products in comparison to corresponding hedge fund performances. In Hedge Funds versus Alternative Risk Premier, author Philippe Jorion finds several risk premia within equities rates and credits that provide significantly positive returns. In fact, their explanatory power improves on the well-used Fang and Shui seven-factor model. In the quantitative hedge fund space particularly, this article provides evidence of improved and of course cheaper hedge fund index replication. Our next article is simply titled Index plus Factors plus Alpha. 
The article addresses the question of how best to allocate among the three return sources, market index, factors or smart beta, and alpha generating funds. They derive and demonstrate their proposed method of using a Bayesian framework where the investor sets priors on sharp ratios or information ratios in excess of the index and factor strategies. These methodological articles can be a tough read, but skip ahead to their step-by-step demonstration of how to implement this intuitively appealing model in your investment process. Our fourth article is Boosting the Equity Momentum Factor in Credit. Authors Kaufman, Messo and Wacht show how machine learning techniques can be used to improve the quality of equity momentum signals used in fixed income investing. This is a cross-asset strategy using information from equities to predict returns in their corresponding credit listings. But the real contribution is to show how alpha can be doubled using boosted regression trees. If you need to catch up on machine learning in general, in 2019 we published Machine Learning for Stock Selection, which makes very good pre-reading. In our fifth article of this issue, ESG Rating Disagreement and Stock Returns, three Swiss authors focus on the dispersion among ESG ratings. There are other papers covering why ESG ratings differ, but this one is about how much the ratings differ and which aspects are most dispersed. They extend the analysis to the relationship between these rating dispersions and cost of capital and, by extension, equity performance. This article makes use of a particularly comprehensive set of rating providers, seven of them. So if you use ESG ratings at all, I think you'll find the author's data and rating comparisons alone worth a look. And finally, in our sixth article of the issue, authors from Vanguard demonstrate that tax loss harvesting is not one size fits all. In fact, it's not worth the cost for everyone. The article Tax Loss Harvesting and Individual Investors Perspective uses investor archetypes to represent the spectrum of clients who may be in the market for tax-managed investments and demonstrates that there is substantial dispersion in the outcomes. Some of that dispersion is environmental, but most of the dispersion in benefits from tax loss harvesting are a result of the investor's own characteristics, their own tax rates and how much offsetting income they have. We've had a number of tax management articles recently, including last year's An Empirical Evaluation of Tax Loss Harvesting, and in 2019, Tax Managed Factor Strategies and the Tax Benefits of Separating Alpha from Beta. Private wealth practitioners can track the development of tax management through these articles. And that's it for 2021. What a year. Audio summaries of each of the research articles I've mentioned are available free on iTunes or Spotify alongside prior versions of my editor's snapshots. Just look up Financial Analyst Journal on your favorite podcast provider. Do you know that you can browse the Financial Analyst Journal going back to 1945 on tnfonline.com? The publisher provides an excellent search and browse experience to help you catch up on any topic you've missed. Logged in CFA Institute members have full access to all our articles.